Hey guys, welcome to the Warrior Project podcast. My name is Emmeline. I'm a strength and conditioning coach, growth and development consultant, and a spiritual mentor. And I'm Katie, a nurse, wellness junkie, and bestie to M. We're basically here to chat about everything mind, body, and soul, because everything is connected and nobody tells you that. Everything that we discuss, society does not teach you. So buckle up and get ready to have your mind expanded. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for episode number two. <laughs> we're hyped today. We're hyped. We um, just spent fucking half an hour trying to sort, sort out, out the but we're sound, here, we're good. But we're fine because I had my incense burning, <laughs> everything, everything's sweet. Um, but while we were messing around with the sound, um, I said to Katie, I was actually really pumped to talk to her today because there was an issue that came up for me actually over the weekend that I feel is part of a bigger global social issue. Uh, so uh, basically I was saying to Katie, I went to my mum and dad's for dinner on Sunday night and I was having a chat to my dad about just some work related stuff. So apart from my strength and conditioning business, I also do growth and development consulting, both corporate and one-on-one. So I've done, you know, some work with, uh, disability, you know, people with disabilities. I've run workshops, seminars, uh, and I basically, my working week is unconventional. So Mm -hmm. like to say the least. So basically my, I do my one-on-one coaching from home and then sometimes I will do workshops and they're typically, they'll either be like after hours or they'll be on the weekend or whatever. Anyway, long story short, my dad made a comment and said to me, oh, so you and Josh are going camping next week. Do you ever work? Like, are you going to be working more? Like, it seems as if he basically made a comment. It was like, it seems as if all you're doing is like meditating or training or chilling and you're not, you're not really doing a lot of work. And I'm used to getting comments like that from people I'm used to those digs I'm used to that but for some reason on this particular occasion I reacted a little bit um and obviously for those that don't know me personally they wouldn't know what I've gone through to get to where I am today so because you did you hustled to get to this yeah you worked your butt off yeah so obviously after I graduated uni um with my degree in professional writing and marketing and management, I didn't want to go into corporate. So Mm -hmm. my stepping stone was PT. So I built a PT business. Then during COVID, I went away from the gym, built my own business, hustled, was working a ridiculous amount last year, then transitioned my business to coaching and growth and development. And then I branched out into corporate stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like... There's a massive part of me that is proud of myself, but in private. Yeah. Like for, for breaking down those sorts of yeah. like, norms. But but I feel like I'm proud of myself in private because I feel like as soon as someone says to me like, oh, what do you do for work? And I give them this mouthful of all this random entrepreneurial <laughs> shit that I do, I, there's a part of me that feels a little bit ashamed because I don't adhere to 
that Monday to Friday, nine to five, 40 hour working week grind to get by. Yeah. And I do get by. Like I'm comfortable. I live fine. I have a, you know, I live alone. Yeah. I have a roof over my head. Um, well, my partner's FIFO, so he'll live with me when he's home. But, mm-hmm. you know, majority of the time I live alone. Yeah. I'm independent. And I just feel like there's this stigma around people who branch away from the social and cultural man-made construct of the nine to five grind, the working week, the working week yeah. striving for things that are, you know, marriage, house, car, holidays. And, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what makes you happy. And like you said, like if that's what fulfills you, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. But however, <laughs> there is a but. If you are someone who, and we'll get to you because I know you have a specific example. If you are someone who has gone through mental, emotional, spiritual trauma and you have experienced different aspects and elements of life, your perception of happiness, joy, freedom, internal fulfillment, Mm -hmm. it completely shifts. Yeah. So I don't work – I mean, last year – I didn't work my ass off to then go and buy a Louis Vuitton. No. I worked my ass off so that I could financially support myself whilst, for example, I had someone's 17-year-old daughter living with me because (laughs) I wanted to save her life and help her with her suicidal tendencies. Yeah. So that's what I was working for. I was working to financially support myself and someone else's child because they didn't know what to do with their suicidal daughter. So that's the sort of shit that fulfills me. Yes. But, But that's me. Right? Yeah. And I feel like you and I had this discussion about you and your work and how challenging it was for you to get around all these cultural and social constructs about, you know, what we've conformed to as a collective. And I know that you were a little bit apprehensive to start this new Mm. job of yours because it's not five days a week. No. It's four days a week. Yeah. I've got set days with set hours so and for a nurse like that's unheard of yeah um you know the, the norm is you work shift work yep yeah you know you do your night shifts and evenings and morning shifts you've got you know a rotating roster so you never know what you're doing from one week to the next mm-hmm. um and that's just that's just how it is that's yep. just what's expected yeah so i did feel um a bit guilty almost mm. accepting this new role where i didn't work weekends I didn't work shifts yep um and a few like older women that I've worked with sort of made the comment that like well you're, you're too young to, to to give it away sort of thing and I was like well I'm not really giving it away I'm just doing what's best for my mental health and what's best for me yeah so just to like jog my memory and then obviously for people that don't know mm-hmm. what was the main thing that you noticed about your mental health when you were in your old job, which was, you know, the typical nurse role of, you know, shift work, working a shitload, being bombarded with too many patients with not enough time. Like, what did you notice about your lifestyle then compared to now? I was just so consumed with work that even when I wasn't working, it was all I could think about. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate, nurses or not, like some some roles they just consume you Mm. and so when you think about you know you're spending 40 hours a week in this job and then maybe commuting an hour two hours there and back like that's 
a huge chunk of your day, your mm. waking day, mm. gone with just work. And I felt like by the time I was finished working, I was too wrecked to do anything else, to yep. do anything that I enjoyed or that gave mm. me happiness or just fulfilled me because yep. I was just mentally, emotionally, physically drained all the time yeah um sorry about the construction guys yeah. old mate just pulled out his lawnmower and was just like i'm just gonna go for it thing. yeah it'll but, just be we'll just like the icing on the cake will be when the dogs start chiming yeah, in as well yeah my two little cavoodles <laughs> are here they're napping at the moment but we're just waiting for them just to waiting. start staunching they just want to be in on the podcast yeah as well. pretty much um <laughs> yeah so and then i remember when you were talking to me about this new role, yeah, you you were. I was it, like guilty, like yeah, and it's almost like you had this at you had this approach of fuck. It's almost too good to be true. Yes, like I remember exactly. you were you were almost hesitant to express your gratitude and your happiness because you're like, oh my god, this almost feels too good to be true. Yeah, like I feel like because I'm I'm still considered young. I'm doing air quotes young, <laughs> um, because I'm still young. It's like well, you should be working your ass off every day as a nurse like you know but I, I did that I did that for a long time and it destroyed me mentally yeah so yeah. why would I keep doing that like I love yeah. nursing but I mean there's no wonder that nurses experience burnout because we are overworked yeah and so I think that having the flexibility to be able to you know step back and not work full-time in those sorts of roles and actually do things which which spark joy mm. um you kind of find yourself as a person again because I think you get so lost in that that role of, of who you are at work that you forget who you actually are as a person. Yeah, yeah. Because your job isn't who you are. I mean, if you're passionate... It's what you do. Exactly, it's what you do. And if you're passionate about it, then that's even better. Yeah. But um, it just... I Yeah, I really sort of lost myself Yeah. in that. It just consumed me. I feel like, apart from... I mean, if if we expand the discussion beyond, say, the working week, because obviously mm -hmm. work and employment is just one aspect of, you know, the human life. Mm -hmm. There's also, you know, relationships, hobbies, health, or, you know, things like that. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not – I don't know exactly – I mean, it's obviously been developed over historical periods of time, this whole nine-to-five, Monday-to-Friday work grind so that you can – um, earn money to <laughs> to know, live for two live, days a week. <laughs> yeah, to buy a house or to buy designer things or to buy things that make you look nice on Instagram or whatever the fuck it may be. And I feel like because as a this is just me with my clairvoyant intuitive things, <laughs> but and it, no, it is noticeable though. There is a global collective increase i feel in consciousness and self-awareness mm -hmm. so what i'm noticing um just with who i'm surrounded with with my work and what i notice with the reading i do on a global scale people are becoming more and more aware of the fact that this social construct that has been developed over time for humans to conform to is not actually fulfilling and we're not actually supposed to be living in no, this way it doesn't benefit us as individuals it benefits the businesses yes but it doesn't really benefit us as as people correct and and what i notice is no one teaches us that we can create what we want yeah so when i so it was, end of last year or middle of last year i was mentoring quite a few young people from the age of say 14 to 
17 years old. And the theme that I noticed was these kids, they didn't know what they wanted to do. They knew the things that they liked and what made them happy, but they were so hyper-focused on stepping into something that was extremely financially secure. So that was their focus. Mm -hmm. And no one is teaching us that we can create something. Like I was saying to you before, if I say to someone, I'm a growth and development consultant, they're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've created an entire business on this title and it's basically just something I've created and I have just combined my skills, knowledge, experience and expertise with mental health and mental illness mm -hmm. over the last 10 years. And I've noticed that the value and the skills that I offer that are helping people, I was like, well, okay, I'm focusing on personal development. I'm helping people grow. Okay. Growth and development. And I'm consulting on a one-on-one -on -one coaching and a corporate level. So mm -hmm. that's my business. I have created this from nothing. I don't know anyone else that's doing this. No one else is doing this. But at the same time, every single, every single human that I have met through this business has very unique individual skills mm. that can be transcended into some sort of business so that not only they can benefit from it in terms of a sense of purpose and fulfillment, but also financially. Because we, we I don't like to get too hippie and spiritual with this shit because it's not realistic. We are in the human experience and I do acknowledge that people have financial commitments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, to be able to not work full time, it's a privilege. So, yes. you know, but in saying that, it, like you worked hard to get to where you're at and it's not like you're living an expensive, lavish lifestyle now. Like you live within no. your means, you make enough to, to cover your expenses. Yeah. And, and you're happy and content with that. Yeah. If I wanted to work more, I would, but it means I would sacrifice yeah. time. And like I was saying to you before, you know, recording a podcast, editing a podcast, going and writing proposals, going and speaking to schools, speaking to corporations, pr like uh, presenting and promoting what I'm doing. Initially, that's all unpaid, mm -hmm. but I feel so aligned with that as my purpose that I'm willing to put in the free time and work and then... I end up getting paid yeah. from the company. I end up getting a contract. I end up getting, you know, uh, I end up receiving responses that are so impactful that they want me to do more work with them. Mm -hmm. And then it's leading me on to another opportunity and another one and another one and another one. Mm -hmm. And that sort of stuff would not be possible for me if I was working a normal job or if I was hustling doing 40 plus sessions a week like I was last year. It just yeah. wouldn't happen. Yeah. So I feel like there's a fine line between finding a balance with working enough so that you are in a position to uh, afford you know, your expenses, yeah. your fixed expenses, but also not being afraid to make purposeful action towards your dreams and where you want to be. Yeah. And I think that's what triggered me so badly when I was at dinner with my parents and my boyfriend and my dad made that comment. I think the reason I was so triggered is because sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I find it quite difficult to remain solid and to fight for a dream and a purpose that no one can see but me. Mm -hmm. And you know, my parents and some people around me, they, they aren't there in the workshops with the group of 
mentally disabled people that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. So they're not seeing the light bulbs go off like I am. They're not seeing and experiencing the impact that I am. Yeah, at the moment it's on a small scale, but the potential for it to expand and bleed out is momentous, but no one can see that but me. So me having to swallow my pride and try and not be reactive and try and not get (laughs) hyper-triggered when people make comments about, my lifestyle being unorthodox and unconventional, it's fucking hard. Yeah. But I think for them reacting the way they are, it's only because what you're doing is so far removed from what's considered normal. And I suppose, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're expecting you to say like, you're an accountant, like something that's, they just nod their head and go, oh yeah, fair enough, normal job, whatever. They just don't really know how to react to you when you're, when you're doing something a bit different to everyone else. Yeah. But I think as well, maybe part of it is a bit of jealousy. Like, who the hell wants to... Who actually wants to work full-time? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. who... Unless you have reasons, like... I don't know. I mean, even if you were super, super passionate about what you did, would you mm. really want to do that for, like... 40, 40 hours 40 a hours week. at a time? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm never... I don't know. I feel that you're never going to get to the end of your life and be like, fuck, I wish I worked more. Yeah. I wish I spent less time doing shit that I love yeah. with people that I love. love. I wish I just worked more. Yeah. Nobody's going to get... Yep. No, no, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. So I think that they they struggle because they in themselves fear that that your reality could even be a possibility for them. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if we're to relate this back to the global issue with mental health and mental illness, mm. and connect that with what I said about people on a global scale, being more self-aware of what's going on internally, I feel that there's more and more people that are noticing that they are in emotional turmoil because they're realizing, fuck, I actually don't fit in to this man-made construct. I actually don't fit in. I actually don't enjoy working at this job or I don't enjoy working this much or I don't enjoy my life. But there's a massive element of fear. It's like, okay, well, number one, what's the alternative? And number two, am I going to be ridiculed Mm. for admitting that I don't enjoy this and that this doesn't work? Like how you felt. You felt embarrassed and ashamed to admit that you no longer wanted to do the typical nurse hours because Mm -hmm. it wasn't fulfilling for you. If you were working at your old job, there is no way you would have the time to set aside for this. No, no chance. Do you know what I mean? I would have the mental capacity. I'd be like, no, sorry, I'm sleeping. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sleeping. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't want to do it. And I've noticed as well, since you've been in this new job, you and I have caught up more socially than we ever have. Mm. And that's because you've got the time, you've got the energy, you've got the flexibility. You're not as drained. You don't want to spend your spare time in bed. Exactly. Like I'm not coming home and just lounging on the couch like wasting, yeah. wasting my life essentially yeah that's what it came down to i was like do i really want to do this for the rest of my life just like getting through the work days sitting on the couch yeah putting on my hundred six my 600 pound life yes. love that yes i mean look i still do that from time to time that's my <laughs> life but i do other shit too like you know we yeah. catch up for coffee or podcast and yeah like i'm playing netball and yeah doing shit that actually makes me happy yeah and i feel like If there's, like, people that are potentially listening to this and are like, holy shit, I can relate. Like, how do I deal with this? What do I do? Yeah, what would be your takeaway message then? Like, how can you action it? I feel like 
I would be lying if I said, oh, it's easy. Just meditate, believe in yourself <laughs> and take the risk. Well, you do, well, yes, you meditate and take the risk, but... But there's a bit of planning that goes into that risk as yeah, well. Yes, but you have to acknowledge that there will be fear, there will be self-doubt, and your, your future and your ability to change the construct of your life is literally dependent on how bad you want mm. to challenge your internal dialogue and your self-doubt there were times when i would meditate and it was just before i transitioned and did the what you call a jump strategy in business from pt to what i'm doing now and i remember thinking i'm gonna lose all my clients no one's gonna want to come with me and then i won't get any new ones this isn't gonna work <laughs> who's gonna pay me this much per hour am i even worth that is my skills knowledge and experience even valuable and I would quest, I questioned myself almost every day for probably two to three months before I actually made the decision and thought, fuck it. Yeah. And then I just created something on my iPad. And then when all my clients came in, I said, hey, just letting you know, in two weeks' time, my business is completely changing. Yeah. This is what's happening. Choose an option or you can leave. And that took so much courage. And at the end of the day, the only thing I think that kept me solid was just me backing myself. Yeah. I didn't have anyone else living with me. I didn't have – I mean, my family lived quite far away from me. I didn't really have anyone who I could talk to extensively about. I had a mentor at the time, a business and spiritual mentor, and he was great at pumping me up. But mm -hmm. late at night or early in the morning, it was just it's me here. It's all on me. So. Yeah. I just had to... You sort of got to, like, feel the fear and then do it anyway. 100%. Yeah, and I, and I think I just... I just had to... Fuck, I just had to back myself. And I just had to remind myself, like, Emmeline, at 20 years old, you had your first suicide attempt. Mm. And then you got through this eating disorder, that eating disorder. Then you got through that drug addiction, then that drug addiction. Then you graduated uni with two degrees. Then you got <laughs> That's through... That's a miracle. Yeah, then you got through some messy trip of eat, pray, love and barley. Fuck knows how you, <laughs> fuck knows how you got through that, but you did. And, and then I this just... This is the TLDR of Emmeline's life, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and, I just, and I just looked back and I went... Fuck, Em, you have so much to offer. Like, everything that I have learned, that I had learned, I thought, over the last eight years, I was like, people need to hear this. Like, people actually will benefit from this. And the only difference, because I never put my experience or my pain or what I've gone through on a pedestal, I never compare it to anyone else, but I'm definitely ahead of my clients. We're, we're on the exact same level. We're the same. We have the exact same amount of capabilities. We have the exact same capacity to overcome adversity. Mm -hmm. The only difference is I'm a few years ahead of you. Yeah. So cool. Learn from me. Yeah. I will tell you You're what like, I did. You'll hold their hand through it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Using the tools to work through it. I'll be solid and share my experiences and tell you exactly how I did it. And I will inject so much reassurance and hope and faith and confidence into you because I know for a fact that if I can come from where I did, I know that everyone else can as well. And so I just had to keep reminding myself that this is my purpose and mm, that I went That's your priority. That's my priority. I got through all of that shit and now it's time for me to level up. I have to level up and I have to share my truth. I have to use what I've learned to 
not 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 to benefit myself but obviously like it will be fulfilling for me but to have an impact on other people Mm -hmm. and there's no way that I can do that just working in a corporate job from when I graduated or just being a PT you'd be miserable there's no it would it would just crush my soul and I would not feel aligned I would not be fulfilling my purpose and at the end of the day I just had to take the risk and just place my trust in something that is not tangible you can't see spirit you can't feel it well you can feel it but I mean like you can't grab it you can't touch it it's not tangible but I had to put my trust in the divine in the universe and there were some nights I would just sit under the moon and just be like fucking please help me to pay my rent this week because I don't even know I don't even know how I'm gonna do it I'm like I just lost a client then the next day I'd gain two yeah so it was almost like I just had to trust and just believe that everything that I was doing was taking me to a higher version of myself and that everything would be okay yeah you've got to just do it yeah like Nike if you want to sponsor us let us know Nike like, just do it. <laughs> Tickets, fine. Two podcasts in, we're already getting massive sponsors. It's all good. <laughs> but, like, I feel like... Well, see, because you've known me for a few years, so mm. you know that I, like... I, my purpose is to jack people up. Yeah, 100%. That's what I want to do. Like, I'm sure you do that with, like, all your clients. How many of your clients have come to you for, like... This is so off-topic, but whatever. Mm, mm. How many of your clients have come to you for, like, just PT... And they've like started their own businesses. Like, uh, there's a yeah. few of your clients that you've been like, just fucking, just do it. Just, just do it. Just do it. Give it a shot. Yeah. And that that's. Do you know what? What that's made me remember something for people to think about. Apart from just backing yourself, having faith in your abilities, and challenging your internal self doubt. Something else that I did before I transitioned to this entrepreneurial ball of fuckedness was. <laughs> I thought to myself, okay, do you know what? I'm going to prepare myself for the worst case scenario. So I thought to myself, okay, worst case scenario, I transition into this business and start doing all this other work. Worst case, I lose every single client. Okay, so then what happens? Oh, and I get knocked back from every company. Okay, then what happens? I have no income. Okay, cool. I probably would have enough for maybe another month worth of rent. So I have two options. In that month, I either apply for a soul-destroying job Mm -hmm. temporarily to do while Mm -hmm. I... Just to get you by. Just to get me by while I figure out a different direction for my dream. That's option one. Option two, I call mum and dad. Hey, guys, me. (laughs) Help. Hello, I fucked up again. Can I come and live with you temporarily while I fix myself up and get myself back out there and figure out what to do? Because Mm -hmm. I'm not giving up, but I've just... It hasn't worked. A a bit of a snag. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, okay, let's just say I move back in with mum and dad. Okay, yep, temporarily I'll probably feel embarrassed, a little bit of shame. It'll be awkward. My mum and dad will be like, what the fuck? But it's temporary. I'm their child. If anyone asks what happened, I just say, look, I made an entrepreneurial leap and it fucked up. Yeah. So I need to just recalibrate. Yeah, I just need to (laughs) recalibrate and pick myself up. And then I thought, okay, is there anything else bad that could happen? Um, Let me think. And then I was like, no like yeah that's so that that's literally the worst i was like that's literally the worst am i going to turn to drugs probably not been there done that am i going to go back into a clinic probably not been there done that so i was like all the fuck shit how bad could it be how bad could it be really i've gone through all this other shit okay the worst case is it fails okay yeah. cool i've got a few backup plans yeah so like, that's it. you went into it with a plan you didn't just like quit your job and start no, meditating no no <laughs> Be nice, just like yeah, okay, yeah. start meditating. Just now start like levitating. 50k a year. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. No, so I feel like you're still working at it. Yeah, 
But so I feel like there's two things you need to challenge your internal dialogue and just back yourself. And just if an idea or a vision or something has come to you, back yourself because it's come to you for a reason. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, assess the risk of failure and force yourself to be okay with that failure. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's literally it. I backed myself, thought about what the failure would be, and I was like, I can handle that. I can, and chances are 99% of the time, no matter who the fuck you are, you can handle whatever failure it is that is a potential. You can handle it. Yeah. You'll figure out. You will pick yourself back up and you'll go again. Yeah, if you want it bad enough, yeah. The only thing really that should really dent our psyche and, and make us feel stressed or upset or whatever is a parent or a loved one dying, their life being at risk. Is someone that I love going to die from me doing this? No. I'm, I'm probably going to feel a little bit of shame. Fuck, I've sat with shame. I've sat with her multiple times. Like, okay, it's fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm probably going to be ridiculed. I'm probably going to be teased. And no one's going to understand me, but I'm okay with that. So if someone came to you who was working like the standard nine to five, Monday to Friday job, and they were fucking miserable about it, what yeah. what would be like your key piece of advice to them to transition to a lifestyle that they actually want to lead? Like, What would you say that would be? I'd probably, I'd ask them why they haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. I'd say, why haven't you done something yet? And nor, and then I would challenge every single self-limiting belief that they yeah. presented me with. That's what it pretty much comes down to. 100%. It's just challenging those self-limiting beliefs and, like, the ones that we put upon ourselves because yep. we think that's what society wants us Correct. to do. I had my own father say to me, so I went, I said to him one day, I said, Dad, I'm going to call this guy and he's on the board of this big organization. I'm going to call him because he came to me in a dream (laughs) and I feel that the people that he work with need to hear what I have to say. My dad said to me, they don't want They won't want to listen to you. What you do, they're not interested in. It Mm -hmm. won't work. And I thought to myself, at first I was like, fuck, you know what? Maybe he's right. It's not going to work. Who would want to listen to me? It's not going to work. I'm not going to do it. And then I thought, Nah, fuck it, but why not? Yeah. I was like, first of all, why not? Second of all, the worst they're going to say is no. I can deal with a no. I can't deal with sitting back and resenting myself for not, for not doing it. it. Yeah, so I was just like, fuck it. So whenever something is presented to me and I feel a self-limiting belief come up, like it still happens now. I write to do this and I think, fuck, I need to call this person shit. They'll probably say no. But then I'm like, <laughs> hang on. Okay, I can deal with a no. I can deal with a no. So I feel like if someone was to come to me and say, look, I hate my job, my health is shit, I hate my relationship, I would say, okay, well, why haven't you done something yet? Um, Because I rely financially on my partner so much, um, because I can't just quit my job. Um, I would say, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen if you walk away from your partner in a week? Um, Have you got somewhere to go? Uh, Can you find somewhere to go? Probably you can. Okay. What's the worst that's going to happen if you start looking for jobs? Why can't you start looking for jobs now? Oh, uh, because I'm tired. What, you're tired? What, you're tired? Okay, so you're tired from living in the life that you fucking hate, but you don't want to do anything about it. So Mm. I approach people with tough love. 
because I think I approached myself with a little bit of tough love, but also understanding and empathy and a bit of softness. But sometimes you just have to be clear and cutthroat with yourself. You have to be because no one else, no one else knows your internal truth like you do. Yeah. Chances are, you know what to do. Everyone knows what to do. When people say to me, oh, you've done so much for me, I've done fuck all. All I've done is had a conversation with you. You have come up with You've it. had the answers. You just kind of like pry them out of people. Yeah. All I do is extract a truth that you already know about. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there, the two takeaways would be back yourself and challenge your limiting self-beliefs without hesitation because anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. Yeah, 100%. And then the second thing would be, actually, there's probably three. The second thing would be force yourself to be okay with the potential failure because it's not that bad and you can handle it. So force yourself to be comfortable with that. Then the third thing, definitely, this is a big one, give less fucks about what other people think Mm -hmm. and do it anyway Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because who the fuck are they? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do you have a fourth thing to add? No, I think you've pretty much nailed it. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I'll put your top three in the show notes just in case people can't keep up with all our rambling in the yes, podcast. Yes, okay. Do, yeah, Katie will just condense <laughs> just everything. Summarize it. Just summarize. But then at least people can like take a screenshot and yep. be like, okay, this is what I've got to do. Okay, I'm going to change my life tomorrow. This is how I'm going to start. No, not tomorrow. Like you do it like now. You finish the podcast and you're like, right, okay, do it my now. life changes. I'm now. ready. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and how funny, all of that, this literally, I said to Katie, was just a conversation that stimulated from just something that came up literally on Sunday, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my god, I have to talk this shit out with Katie, but that's epic. Anyway, um, so like Katie said in the first episode, if you guys have any questions or comments, uh, follow the Warrior Project, not my personal account, um... You look, you can you if you can, want. But you can, like, I'm not rude. But um, I'm trying to steer people to the Warrior Project. Yes. Because um, that is the business corporate one. But, yeah, if you guys have any questions or comments, just head over to there. Otherwise, we look forward to chatting to you guys in the next one. Awesome. Thank you. And if you could leave us a review, that would be great too. We love any feedback. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye.